0: You're listening to SPICE Radio 1200 AM. I'm Marisha. We're speaking to Isaiah Chan, Vice President of Programs and Services from Credit Counseling Society to talk about budgeting and tips for saving as kids are preparing to go back to school. Hi, Isaiah. Thank you so much for joining us this morning.
1: Hi, Marisa. Thanks for having me here.
0: When should parents start saving for their child's education? Because once the child is born, you can apply for the Canadian Child Tax Benefit, which is from the government. Can this money be used to save, or what do you suggest?
1: Yeah, well, with respect to the Canada Child Tax Benefit, the money is meant to help offset some of the costs of raising a child in Canada. So, education is, of course, a big part of the equation, and. If you have the room in your budget, there's nothing wrong with with putting aside a portion of that uh, Canada child tax benefit towards your your child's education. Um, Also, when it comes to saving for their schooling, it's really important that parents also consider starting up a registered education savings plan that's also commonly referred to as an RESP. Uh, So it's, it's something that I think a lot of parents don't utilize enough. And uh, what it does is aside from your, your, own, your own contributions that you make towards that savings plan, the government actually also matches your contributions at a rate of 20%, up to a maximum of 500 per year. So this means that if you can contribute uh, 2,500 per year for a child, you'll receive $500 in annual contributions from the government. And um, when
0: yeah, go ahead, no,
1: no, go ahead. <laughs> uh, you, you mentioned, you know, when should they start saving? And, and so, as with anything, the sooner you can begin to save for the education, the greater the chance of maximizing returns, especially when it comes to your kid's education, which usually has a pretty long investment time frame. So, uh, you know, in, in this case here, it's all it, it's it's the steady tourist that wins the race. So, for example. Um, If you were to save $20 per month towards uh, a Registered Education Savings plan, factoring in the government contributions and a modest 5% return, that would actually equate to well over $8,000 by the time your child turns 18.
0: Wow, okay. And when it comes to budgeting, should parents sit down with their children and go over needs such as school supplies, sports costs, school trips and other expenses throughout the school year?
1: Absolutely. I, I really think that um, it's, it's about keeping um, uh, things in, in sort of like a healthy environment with your child so it's incredibly healthy uh, to um, you know, talk to your child about what those sort of costs would be it's not about creating stress or anxiety for a child, but really about um, helping them feel like they can be part of the process. so we need to remember that a lot of Uh, these costs are related to things that kids care a lot about. Care pressure takes a huge toll on children, and and by giving them some control over the decisions that relate to the things that they can and can't have or can and can't do, um, it helps them better manage some of the pressures they feel. And I actually think it can help improve the relationship between kids and their their parents. And and at the same time, it helps them understand the value of money better. and, And for the parents, it takes some of the pressure off of them by getting things out in the open.
0: And with inflation rising, food costs have gone up 9.9% on a year over year basis, which can be challenging for some parents when it comes to preparing lunches to help their kids back to school in a couple of weeks. Can you give some tips and advice on how to budget for school lunches and keeping up with the rising costs of almost everything? Yeah,
1: absolutely. Uh, it's obviously it's a, <laughs> a big challenge for all of us and, and for some more than others. So when it comes to food, Meal planning is more important now than it's ever been. And make, and this means not only making your shopping list ahead of time, but thinking about when you're going to be, you know, for example, eating out uh, and how many mouths you're going to be feeding. If someone's going to be out for dinner, like, you know, uh, if you've got older kids, sometimes they're at someone else's house or something like that. So even if you're busy, take, take a moment to jot down your essential purchases on a piece of paper or on your smartphone before going into that grocery store. Um you know, avoid those unexpected meals out. You'll be far more likely to pack your own lunch and, and only eat out when you plan versus, you know, running out of the office or, you know, after work uh, for a last-minute meal. And it helps to avoid food, food wastage. Um, stay away from name brands. You know, sometimes, uh, you know, I catch myself purchasing something like a name brand. I don't even know why. And you look at, you know, the the nutritional values, and, and there's really no, no difference there. Um, so it's it's important just to keep things simple and think about you know what you need ahead of time so you're not throwing out food and and um, making smart decisions there with your money.
0: Hey Isaiah this is Natasha here, and I'm a mom of three teenagers so you can only feel my pain <laughs> now yeah. every month I, I do exactly what you say okay we don't eat out as much I cook home food but yet my budget for especially for grocery has gone just... It's hit, hit out of the park. So uh, yeah. I I would like to know, do you have a kind of a formula, like a money-saving formula for me, a foolproof one, which will help <laughs> me kind of, you know, get <laughs> you know, by this, with I, this I inflation I and everything? My mom,
1: the answer is she, you know, I, I've, as I've gotten older here, I've appreciated how she was able to make things work for four kids and in some tough times, too. And so I, I would say there's not a perfect formula because everyone's situation is going to be quite different. And um, really, uh, as difficult as the conversation it is right now, it's about working on creating a budget first. A lot of people don't start with that. They don't actually lay out a budget or keep track of things. And it's more so about saying, okay, where are the pain points, um, you know, with respect to this budget? What are the things that I absolutely need? Groceries being one of them. Um, and what are the things that I maybe need to make some sacrifices on and kind of talking what not just with yourself but with your family about you know what are your money values so earlier we talked about um engaging your children in a conversation about how how you spend money and and so forth and uh, it really is about having those tougher conversations getting everyone on the same page and recognizing that there are some things that you're going to have to give up given the current circumstances. And if you're not really sure where to turn to first or how to get started with tackling your financial challenges, don't be shy about asking for help from professionals um, like one of our not-for-profit credit counselors here at Credit Counseling Society.
0: And at what age should people be talking to their kids about finances, the family's financial situation, and realistic needs?
1: Yeah, this is something I'm really passionate about. I, I really think it's never too early to teach your kids about the value of money and help them understand that, you know, money doesn't grow on trees, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, that's so, my mantra you know, every day. <laughs> yeah, you, you want to keep things simple. Help them understand what you can and can't afford and put some simple decisions in their hands. You know, doing that, these are great ways to teach your kids the difference between wants versus needs. And sometimes it's, again, as simple as giving them that choice over, you know, for example, having candy once a week or a toy that they really want a month's time. I think. You know your kids best, and you can scale the conversations. Something I put out there is I've spoken with a lot of parents in the past and present who feel this burden of having to be able to meet all the wishes of their children, and and I think it's all about perspective. So we started off this conversation looking at education, and while it would be great if you could pay for their entire post-secondary education, there are a lot of people, myself included, who have to pay for their education all on their own. So even if you are uh, only able to save up uh, you know, a year's worth of tuition for your child, they're that much further ahead because of you, and that's something to be be proud of there. So talk to your kids about their finances. I grew up, um, you know, my parents were immigrants, and now I really wish that they were more transparent with me as I was a child because, you know, I have such a deep appreciation now for how hard it was for them and how bad it probably made them feel when they could afford something. So I just wish they talked to me about things sooner. Um, And uh, doing that will prepare your child for when they reach adulthood to be better managers of their money. If you you think about all your friends and family who are really good at money, chances are their parents are really good at money, too.
0: What do you think, Isaiah, if I allow my children some financial freedom, in fact, having control over their own money? Do you think that will teach them some life lessons?
1: Absolutely. I think it's great. Um, Everyone needs to learn, make mistakes. Um, You know, I would be lying if I I wasted money on all sorts of things growing up, but I've learned. And um, one thing my parents did for me that was great was they encouraged me to go get a job. Um, And it was a a simple job. I I was delivering newspapers, but when that money came in and I spent it all in a day, I felt, you know, it made me think twice about it. And when I wanted to get a pair of rollerblades, I said, well, you know, you can save up for that yourself. It really taught me the value of saving, being patient, not wanting everything right away. And, and I think it's a great thing to start them early, start them small, and you know, give them a chance to make those mistakes and learn now versus later.
0: Now for those in college or university, I know saving for education and paying off student loan can be very difficult, especially if one is working part-time. What is some advice you can give to help save a little extra money on the side?
1: yeah i mean it I, I really think start with planning ahead so you won't know how much you need to save or what you need to save for if you don't create a budget a lot of people just kind of fly by the seat of your pants so figure out what that is going to be even for example after you graduate and um, if you're looking to repay your student loans you know look into the possible jobs that you see yourself being in figure out how much they'll pay you and start to figure out whether or not you know You're going to have enough money to pay your student loans back you know prior to that it's actually i think about being very mindful about what you're utilizing that student loan money for so you know tuition is one thing but sometimes you run into situations where students are also uh, using student loans for living costs which is reasonable that's what student loans are sometimes there for but you gotta you gotta create that budget And, and some of the things we talked about earlier being mindful of what you're spending money on, meal planning, um, tracking your expenses. These are little things, but that's where it starts from. Once you start looking at where your money is going, you're really going to think twice about what you spend your money on. And that's the beginning of, I think, a very kind of healthy approach towards being able to figure out how you can save a little extra money. Aside from just getting a side gig, I see students sometimes who are working tails off, working three different jobs, but they're also spending probably more than they need to. And so they're kind of working against themselves there.
0: I can say I was guilty of that at one point.
1: (laughs) We all were. We were all young, right? Yeah, exactly.
0: (laughs) And for those needing help financially, what type of resources are there?
1: Yeah, I mean, if you don't know where to start and and what to do, ask for help. There are lots of people out there who are willing to help you. I really encourage anyone, uh, you know, student loans, credit card debt, how to spend, your own budget how to track um you know just visit our website nowheredebt.org and ask to speak with one of our accredited not-for-profit credit counselors they're there to give you free objective unbiased advice and you know we have a plethora of resources available to us and you know if you need some additional help we're, we're we're always ready and willing to refer you to another expert professional if there's something in particular that you really need some extra help with, but we're a great starting point if you're not sure about what to do.
0: Isaiah, thank you so much for joining us this morning, and I I hope you have a beautiful day.
1: You too. Take care.
0: Thanks.